So funny thing, the other day uh, I got a message from a guy and he was like, uh, you know, it was regarding one of the videos I did recently where I was talking about some of the new stuff that I'm doing and, uh, and the, you know, the podcast that I'm doing. And he's like, well, uh, you're just not going to stop out of the blue out of nowhere and just disappear again, are you? <laughs> and I kind of thought maybe, you know, uh, that's <laughs> except for right. me, yeah. you know, uh, it, any one of us thing. could. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not like they're paying for it or something. So, um, but I also then thought it would be funny to just start out of the blue ah, again. Wow. So essentially like the news here, which I haven't even told you yet is that I'm restarting open mind UFO radio. Wow. You are. Yeah. You are. <laughs> <laughs> Your wow. A little there. Yeah. <laughs> so, and the reason is like, I don't know. I did review in my first Rojas report, you know, kind of the background of open minds and everything that's happening. Um, and this all culminated into the website being down. But uh, I am going to be able to bring the website back up. Um, I already have, you know, all these listeners when it comes to UFOs. But And the Rojas report, I'm still going to do weekly, but it, it's going to be, you know, people have to pay for that, um, as you yeah. understand, because we have to put a lot of time and money and effort into doing this, these shows. Yeah. So, sure. but this is what I'm going to do. And and this is also kind of going to serve as an invitation of sorts for you. Of course, you know, I should tell the listeners who don't know, although most do, that I have on with me Martin Willis. Yeah. He's usually on with me for UFO news. But here's what I'm going to do. I'm not changing a lot from what I've already told people I'm doing. Every Friday, I'm going to review the news. That's going to be my like Open Mind UFO Radio newscast type of thing. Mm. And I'll have a special guest every Friday. And I was wondering, hopefully you can join me this Friday. That'd be great. Uh, I just, well, I, I might be able to change something. If not, that's fine. Well, I'll figure somebody out, but uh, yeah. <laughs> sorry to put you on the spot, but like I'll, I'll have a guest and we'll just, I'll we'll review the stories of the week and kind of talk back and forth a little bit. And that's going to be the podcast on Fridays. People might be like, well, what about the interviews and the other stuff? Well, that's going to be the Rojas report. So that wow. is going to be a premium service. So, Oh, in, Hey, good idea. Yeah. yeah. I get what you're doing. Yeah, so I mean to monetize. So I still want to get, you know, people with Open Mind GFO Radio some content and some fun and good content. And we'll definitely have fun on Friday, whether it's you or any of my other buddies, you know, um, yeah. who are doing cool stuff around, you know, the paranormal or UFOs or space or whatever. And we'll talk about the news and we'll get their take and what they think. And, and it'll be fun, casual type of thing. And I am going to live stream that on YouTube. So um, here's kind of how that breaks down. The uh, Friday podcast will be open to everyone. They'll be free. However, uh, the, uh, the Rojas report, the video side of things like live streaming on video that you'll have to subscribe to on YouTube or Patreon. Um, if, and then uh, even the audio part, for the Rojas report is going to be a subscription service uh, on Patreon or uh, Podbean, which is what I'm streaming through. 
but it's very cheap. It's a buck fifty a month, so it's super cheap. People can afford that. And then you'll get to hear my entire interviews. I'm going to have lots of really cool, interesting interviews coming up here. I'm also going to do reports. In other words, I'm going to do like lectures, my presentations, and I'm going to research. So here's what I'm going to do. So for instance, this first one I'm going to do um, tomorrow, and I'm going to schedule that soon, is, and I don't know, people will probably hear this maybe today or tomorrow. I'm still working on the technical side. They haven't come back to me that they've forwarded uh, the streaming part to Podbean. So when I post this today, hopefully everybody will get it that are subscribers. But if not, as soon as they get that done, that'll happen. But, um, okay, let me, so, so that the Rojas report people will subscribe to. If you subscribe on Patreon, you can subscribe for a buck 50 a month and get all audio of everything I do. And of course, all the free stuff. If you subscribe at the five level, dollar level, you'll get all of the, you'll be able to join all the videos live right there on Patreon. So you'll be able to come in, ask questions, and watch us do our live streams. Um, on YouTube, there's a subscription service. Of course, YouTube's just video. So if you subscribe on YouTube, you will get uh, for $1.99 access to all the archive videos. So this is after they're done, uploaded onto YouTube. You can watch all of the live streams. And then for um, $6.99 on YouTube, you can join live on YouTube and and talk with us and everything. So tell so me I'm how gonna, that works. I'm, I'm curious yeah. to know how that works where someone can actually talk live. I mean, they're not going to, you, you won't let, well, they're going to be live in the chat, you know, yeah. like we've been doing with these live streams, but you can also bring someone on live. I'm going to try to start to do that. Like, ask so you can just join them, join them into the feed. If you bring yeah. them into the feed. Yeah. Our tool will let us do that. Wow. This tool that we yeah. use to live stream. So if someone's like in the chat and they they like have a question, I could say, anybody got a, a question that has a camera and a mic? And if they say yes, I can just bring them on and then they can ask their question right here. So that's pretty fun. And so I didn't even know that the had the capability to do yeah. that. Amazing. The technology's friggin' amazing, dude. <laughs> it is. That's awesome. <laughs> so yeah, and and I'm streaming to Patreon and YouTube at the same time. So, you know, people can join either place and participate either place. Um, of course, Patreon, you get everything at five bucks. Absolutely everything. So that's the best deal. But uh, if you want to go oh, audio only for a buck fifty, uh, even if you want to stick to the free and you'll get my Friday shows for free, I'll probably try to put some ads on them eventually. But um, so you can go no ad for very cheap. So that's kind of going to be the model. So back to Open Mind UFO Radio. Now, the Rojas report is going to be more than just UFOs. And that's why I was kind of like trying to do it separate. Um, but now I've decided, you know what? I should try to intermingle it because a lot of people, I want to retain that Open Minds audience. And, uh, mm -hmm. and I thought the website was going to die. It's slowly been dying because I haven't had access to the back end to keep oh, it dear. up to date. I've only yeah. been able to kind of post stuff on the front end of the WordPress. Mm -hmm. And so it, it essentially died. It was slowly dying. It finally died. But luckily, I've been able to work out a way this week where hopefully I'm going to be able to get it uh, in an area where I will have access to that back end and I will be able to update everything. 
Wow. And so people can look for the audio podcasts going up on a regular basis then. Yeah. Eventually. So mm-hmm. you'll, you'll get weekly podcasts uh, just like normal. They'll be shorter. They'll be every Friday. And uh, they'll probably be 30 minutes to an hour. And it'll be me and again kind of talking and having fun and casually talking about the news of the week. Space news, sci-fi news, and, of course, UFO news. Uh, that That's what we'll be covering. And then um, – if you subscribe at the $1.50 level through Podbean or through Patreon, whichever you prefer, you'll be able to listen to the audios of the Rojas Report, which is something that's an hour to two hours long that is more in-depth uh, coverage. And then if you want to join any of these things live, because I'm going to be doing live streaming every single one of these things, if you want to join live, then join on Patreon for $5 or YouTube for $6.99. Obviously, Patreon's a better deal. And you'll be able to um, join us live for. Well, I've already got a bunch of Patreon people, so uh, when my do I do my first one. And for an example, I'm like when I do a report, it's going to be interviews, or I'm going to deep dive into topics. So the first one I'm going to do is to the stars. Um, so I do this presentation on to the stars, and essentially, it's more than to the stars. It's more about all the players involved with this Pentagon project, how this came about, Bigelow, that whole entire history to show you how this all came about. Something you're familiar with, but, you know, there's a lot of listeners, and I ask people, what do you want to hear about? And they're like, well, I'm confused. I want to hear more about that. So we're going to do that. Um, I also do a lot of other lectures that aren't available, and sometimes people ask me about them. So soon I'll be doing, um, like, people were asking for aliens and religion. Uh, so kind of how ufology and, and the belief in aliens has influenced religion and created new ones. Um, actually, people were asking about Spielberg and UFOs because I, I really love my talk on that. But I'm going to do that for Phoenix MUFON on July 14th, and that's going to be hmm. live streamed. So everybody can watch that one for free, actually, on wow. uh, Open Minds. But here's another one I'm going to do. I'm going to deep dive into the details on the DOD UFO misinformation. Because they have, uh, you know, really get into the details of what the DOD has been saying to shed doubt on what Lou Elizondo, who worked for the UFO Pentagon program, was saying. And how really everything so far that Lou has said, except for maybe one controversial comment, everything that Lou has said has panned out to be real. Whereas all the doubt that DOD was shedding, that the press office has been false. So I'm just going to focus on that wow. one thing and go through that history, which I think will be really important. So, yeah, so that's my new world, buddy. Well, that is great. And I'm really interested in about the misinformation, disinformation aspect. And I'm still wondering if we may be getting played a little bit here and there in different ways. You know, that's, By to the stars? No, not necessarily, but maybe on a higher level. You know, it, you know, it, I agree a hundred percent. And this is why I'm really disappointed with people right now in this whole Wilson document affair. Uh, you know, uh, you and I have talked about it. it. It's big on, on, you know, I was on coast to coast the other day talking about it. Um, of course, John Greenwald and I have not been on good terms, but if you don't mind me sharing, it was you who recommended that I watch John Greenwald's analysis and yeah. I thought it was excellent. And yeah. I was shocked how similar 
I wonder if he heard me on Coast to Coast and thought, oh my gosh, he's just repeating what I did in my video, which wasn't the case. <laughs> I, hadn't, I hadn't even seen his video and I could see why he would say that, think that. Yeah, I know. I heard, I've heard a lot similar. of similarities. Mm -hmm. And I think yeah. he's right on, on a lot of his analysis. And, yeah. But here's my problem is I keep telling people, dude, there's been a lot of research on the MJ-12 documents. They've been debunked thoroughly. I've got my own research. Look at all this great research. And people are like, well, you know, good disinformation. Some is real, some isn't. But they want to believe it all. So they yeah. want to believe that these guys had this super mega secret project. And they decided, okay, people are starting to get a clue. And they weren't. So this isn't even a thing. But even if they said thought this way, people are starting to get a clue that we exist. So how can we best hide ourselves? How about this? We'll leak out information about the name of our program, how our program was created, every single member of our program, and that'll really fool everybody. Oh, my gosh. They'll be tricked because we're going to share everything about our program. That makes no sense. Even yeah. the people are saying, well, maybe a little bit of it's true. Well, you people are arguing that all of these things are true. So they can't all be true that, given your arguments. The, right. Well, the best um, disinformation is truth mixed in with misinformation. Well, that is the best and, and, and most I agree. effective. Mm -hmm. And Kevin Randall has done a lot of good work on this. And I, he has found that there was an MJ-12 project. It was a Navy project, or, and, uh, or it was called Majestic 12, something very similar, the same name, essentially. So it would make sense that if they wanted to create this disinformation about, you know, this top secret government program and everything, that they would use a real name of a real project. So then people uh -huh. can find documents. Look, this project was referenced here and here. Ah, um, which is yep. which has happened a bit, but that may be the only truth to it. I think it is personally. Um, the other aspect people ignore is that well, two other big things that I'll mention before uh, in the whole list of problems. But number one is that the very first mention of this program and is a is in a document that was leaked by an Air Force Office of Special Investigation officer named Richard Doty, who says he faked the document because he was leaking disinformation for his bosses. Mm -hmm. So the very first document MJ-12 is mentioned in, the guy who created it, who people are believing for some reason these days, everything he says, um, I is, know. Yeah. has said it was disinformation. But people are like, oh, well, it's real. Well, what about this guy saying it's disinformation? Well... Uh, still doesn't mean that some of it's not real. You can't, that's the way, that's sloppy thinking. It's sloppy research. Uh, you can't base these things. Here's the other problem, the final one I'll mention, which is that the documents, the MJ-12 documents, first ones that got leaked, are also the ones that list all the members and the name and everything, all the whole cats out of the bag, are very similar to the research of William Moore and Stanton Friedman. And little did Stanton Friedman know at the time that they were doing this work that William Moore was working with Richard Doty secretly yes. to disseminate fake documents. 
Yes. I mean, the credibility is so terrible. It's so dubious. So then you get to these Wilson documents that are like, oh, this admiral's confirming that these uh, aliens are real or blah, blah, blah. We haven't done, to your point, this is what this is all getting back to, is that we have an inkling of an idea that perhaps there has been official disinformation campaigns around UFOs. Richard Doty claims that. Now, Richard Doty is a liar. He's lied about many, many things. So when Richard Doty says he was faking documents, which he was, I mean, that's very well documented. But when he says he was faking documents at the behest of his superiors, that we have to question because that we have not proven. And at least in the FOIA documents I have received regarding all of this, um, they're essentially saying, no, we never told him to do that. Uh, so essentially they're, they're trying to claim he was lying, but they won't go on the record on this. And that's my argument. We've got to do research and we've got to get on the record. First, we have to figure out what this information is out there before we try to argue that any of this is real. And that's one area where we've got really a blind, uh, you know, we're completely blind. Nobody is really looking into this and yet they're going forward and purporting that, you know, this, this, stuff that originally was said to be false information based from uh, on disinformation is being purported as real and the biggest story in the history of ufology. Um, yeah. Uh, why do you think this, this just seems to happen repeatedly? And, and, you know, where, you know, you mentioned, you know, now it's ongoing with the Wilson. Um, my stand, my thoughts on the Wilson document is I don't, I think it's a hoax myself. Now, maybe, and I noticed, uh, you know, I, I got some negative email from saying that on my show and you and I both saying that. Um, but again, you know, people will, it, it's awful hard to change someone's mind once they have their, their mind made up that something's right. Yeah, I don't even, I don't know if I would use the word hoax necessarily, um, but I would say... Again, I like John Greenwald's uh, analysis because he's looking for an alternative answer. And he's saying, well, maybe yeah. this was, you know, them him putting together a script for a show like yeah. he does for television yeah. shows that he produces. That would be a possibility. But what are the possibilities? It's hard to say. I don't think Eric Davis is a liar, but Eric Davis hasn't said that conversation happened or all of that is real right. yet. He says no um, comment. He yeah. says no comment. And I've personally asked him and he's personally told me no comment. So uh, is it a hoax? Possibly if that conversation happened, does it mean those things are real? No. Wilson is adamant. Those conversation did not happen. Um, even if it did happen, anybody can be susceptible to hoaxes. Even the group we're talking about, the, the Davis put off Kit Green group, you know, we're considering whether or not the, the, I think, very obviously fake alien autopsy videos in the, same, the, in the same leaks with the Wilson documents, you can see they were seriously considering whether or not the alien autopsy was real or not. And one of them, Kit Green, the guy with the most experience uh, because he's, he's, you know, in the medical field saying, oh, yeah, I think it's real. And then I remember, out, yeah, completely yeah. wrong. So mm -hmm. everybody's susceptible to being fooled. 
Yes. And uh, and so are Davis and Putoff and everybody else in TTSA. The only person who's really shed doubt on this whole thing is Chris Mellon. And why would he do that? He's got way more experience working with black projects and SAPs. He was kind of he was the guy who would go get that information for the Senate Intelligence Committee. Um, you know, he's very intimately uh, familiar with all of this. And he's the only kind of descender in the group. And that's because he's most experienced. He knows best. And I think that uh, it's better to take your cues from him than some of the others on, on this issue personally. Right. Um, I've said... I believe I've said on your show a, a number of times in the past, as a fine art appraiser, um, you know, I look at things a couple of ways. There's, you know, just a couple of sayings. One of them is, you know, the weakest part of the painting is the strongest the painting will be. That's when you're appraising a painting. So you look mm. at a, a nice painting and you try to look for the worst part of it. And that is as good as it gets for the whole painting. Yeah. And when, when really good artists got old and they couldn't, you know, perform as well as they, they were. That's why their prices are lower for, you know, their later work and stuff like that. And then another thing is if you find a fake document and a collection, then you have to question the whole collection. Mm. Once you find your first fake, everything becomes questionable. Right. And I think that's, yeah, yeah, go ahead. No, I just think it's like a guilty till proven innocent situation. Yeah, and it has to be, and people are taking it from the other perspective. But that's that's. I'm sorry, that's a little bit sloppy research, and um, and you're right. People are ignoring some of the uh, the bad stuff in the lot because yeah. they really like this one thing that they think is good. So you know, you make a really great point uh, on that. And another thing, you know. Uh, UFO Joe, who's been a real proponent yeah. and wrote an excellent article. And I love his article because he really outlines the history of this whole Wilson document and everything. But yeah. now he's trying to say Brian Bender, who's saying, I think this is a hoax. Brian Bender, who's very familiar, he works daily uh, writing uh, defense or policy articles for Politico. And he, these are the people he converses with, with the military insiders and the policymakers. And he's saying, it doesn't ring true to me at all. To me, it's an obvious hoax. And UFO Joe is saying, well, you haven't even interviewed anybody regarding it. Who's he supposed to interview? Wilson, who yeah. <laughs> Billy Cox has interviewed and says it's yeah. not real. Davis, who's going to say no comment like he has with the rest of us. Miller, who is supposedly the uh, naval commander retired, who got you know, uh, Davis into this meeting with Wilson, who's also saying it doesn't, didn't happen. Who's he supposed yeah. to talk to? Right. I mean, there's, there's nothing there. And he was I saying, uh, he was saying Miller was the one to talk to the other day when I spoke with him, but yeah, but Miller, but Miller, has, I, yeah. Miller is saying you're, you're telling me that Miller is saying that he, what he didn't, he wasn't involved. Mm -hmm. And Joe did include that in his article. That uh, Miller is saying that. Of I course, didn't read that part. Mm -hmm. Like John Greenwald was saying in his thing, you know, to them, this is somehow uh, evidence that it's real. These guys would deny it. But yeah. 
you know, at the same point Greenwald is making now, I was making before, if it's so important that they deny it, why are they, why did they tell Davis this back in 2002 when they didn't even know Davis? This was the very first time Wilson met Davis. And supposedly he was complaining that Miller, the guy who connected them, leaked too much information about what Wilson knew. Yet, when they introduce him to this guy, while he's upset that they gave out too much information, he decides to just spill the beans on everything with this guy he doesn't even know. It just it doesn't yeah. make any sense at all. That uh, I think if that happened to me, I'd be like, why is this Wilson guy telling me this? I would take it with a very heavy grain of salt. Yeah. The other thing yeah. uh, we should say, really big news. Have you seen the big news today? About the uh, congressional or some type of uh, a government document or something? Someone sent me something. I haven't looked at it yet. Yeah. So this is really big. This is really cool. So the Senate Intelligent Committee is uh, essentially in this new bill uh, for funding. In it, they, they have a section on UAPs. That's what it was. Yes. Mm -hmm. so the Senate Intelligence Committee, who essentially is who Chris Mellon used to work for back in the day, they are asking for a report on UAP. And what's interesting is they want it by March of next year. And if you look, uh, I've tweeted it. To the Stars has tweeted it. A lot of people have tweeted it. Brian Bender just re released a story on Politico about it. But they want a lot of detail. They want to know, um, you know, what is there? They want a detailed analysis on UAP. They want to know information from all these different intelligence agencies. They want to know about what the FBI knows, because supposedly there was some sort of FBI investigation uh, on a UAP. Uh, they want to know all kinds of stuff, and they encourage the Navy, essentially. And this is what's crazy. This is really neat. This is kind of weird, too. They are asking this of the Unidentified Aerial Phenomena Task Force at the Office of Naval Intelligence. So there's some speculation about this, but essentially people are saying ATIP essentially was taken over by uh, many different agencies, including the Office of Naval Intelligence. And so that's their new name, the Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon Task Force, which, like Elizondo said from the beginning, still continues to this day. And this is evidence of that as well. So wow. I'm sure we're going to get much more as far as details. I haven't even... Like the political story literally just hit, so I haven't even read that. I have been seeing Brian Bender's tweets. But I also wanted to remind people that when you try to accuse Brian Bender of not talking to people, Brian Bender has a ton of sources that are insiders that he talks to first about every story when deciding to go forward. And most of those sources don't even make it into his stories. So you got to remember, he's he's involved in a whole community that he's talking to about this stuff. So uh, he's very plugged into all of that. So yeah, one so, one more thing. Uh, yeah, I wanted to talk to you uh, the other day when you were on Coast to Coast on yes. sun Sunday night, I think it was. Um, George Knapp uh, and you kind of went back and forth with the speculation of a news story coming out in the New York Times, and I just wanted to address the fact that I actually reached out to 
two people that I think would be involved in something like that, Ralph Blumenthal and Leslie um, Kane, and they both said they have nothing in the works. Right. Like that, that is a, a super important point. Thank you so much for bringing that up. And great work for reaching out to those guys. Because, oh, sure. Uh, Unless tomorrow really something important. will break. <laughs> well, and that's really, uh, I have heard from a couple people who have been contacted by a reporter about a New York Times article, presumably about crash retrievals. Yeah. Um, so this could be a ramp up to Roswell, you know, writing a Roswell story. It could be uh, following up on, you know, the president's statement that he heard something weird about Roswell. But yeah. I think what you just added is really important. Um, and it, is that okay if I tweet what you just said too? Oh, okay. sure. Yeah. Because um, yeah. it's important because if those guys are involved, who we know are very well versed on this topic, it's very probable, I think, that whatever article will be coming out will be tongue-in-cheek. It'll be your standard tongue-in-cheek, you know, President's talking about Roswell. Roswell is this silly idea that aliens crashed in the desert in 1947. Um, I would think it would be along those lines, unless for some reason they have some amazing, you know, source that's coming out to say, I was there, or Admiral Wilson is saying, uh, it's true what's in these documents or something, you know, unless that's happening, which is highly doubtful, that's probably what it is. And George Knapp thinks they may be looking to write a story, but he thinks there's no way they're going to write something that they're there's it's unlikely that they'll get enough good substantiated information to actually pen every or publish anything. So, yeah, and we'll for that it. type of that type of story they really take their time. Right. Before right. they and they really vet things before they let it out. Yeah. Um, I was really surprised when Leslie told me she took they took th about three months, two and a half months, yeah, um, to publish that December sixteenth, two thousand seventeen article. Yeah, for that, that reason, that's one of the reasons I think this could be uh, a Roswell anniversary type of yeah, article. That that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we'll see, and of course, those are a dime a dozen. Those come out often during the anniversary period of time, and uh, typically they're very tongue in cheek. So we'll see what happens. Of course. Yeah. A lot of people think they're going to be doing some big expose on the Wilson documents, but unless anybody came forward, they wouldn't be able to prove anything. And typically, historically, when a mainstream media publication is trying to write about UFOs and that whatever their topic is, is unsubstantiated rumor, uh, especially something weird and fringy like this, they end up making fun of it, you know, mm. they, and the people who believe it. So, <laughs> so we'll see what happens, my friend. That's right. We'll see. All right. So uh, thank you, everybody, for joining this special kind of special podcast. <laughs> it's very special. It ended in a special or it began in a special way. And it's going to end in a special way, which is guess what? Just silence. It's just going to end like this. We can do kind of the awkward thing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um when's it ending it's we ending do. now hey everybody thank you so much for listening thank you martin for joining check out podcast ufo check out the rojas report please go to my patreon site 
please subscribe to my YouTube, which is the Open Minds TV YouTube. Subscribe, uh, and you can get more information on all of this at alejandrotrojas.com. If you go to openminds.tv right now, you're going to be very sad because it's not working. It's dead. It's pretty much completely dead in the water. But fortunately, a big part of this podcast was to tell you there is hope, and I do. Uh, I am working on reviving the website, and it's going to be stronger than ever. I'm going to have the Rojas Report. We're going to have our Friday newscast. I'm also going to do just one-offs here and there, uh, like this Phoenix, Arizona conference that I'm going to put for free, this, this talk I'm going to do. Um, I'm going to start this thing. You know my buddy Doug, who's a total goofball? Oh, uh, yeah. He runs Phoenix Shaving. We're going to do this weekly thing called What's Doug Reading? Because he's always reading these weird things. He gets a hold of all this weird <laughs> esoteric stuff. So we're just going to oh, talk about funny. it. And yep. uh, that ought to be fun and funny. So we're going to do one Thursday, kind of an introduction to it. So, And then Excellent. I'll be talking to you, hopefully, on Fridays. If not this Friday, future Fridays. If you can't make yeah. it, that's fine because uh, I'll get some other guests also in on that. But uh, And then tomorrow, which is Wednesday, I'm also going to be interviewing uh, Bryce Zabel for Den of Geek. I'm going to be doing a live stream. And we're going to be talking about UFO disclosure because I feel – that he is really kind of on the fringe with UFO disclosure. He's kind of like, you know, they need to tell us this, this, and that. And I'm kind of like, well, what do you right. expect them to tell you? And so um, that's what I'm going to ask him tomorrow. So we're going to yeah. talk about what he thinks is going on. But also he wrote a, a television show about a pandemic. And a lot of what was in the show has come true. And he also had to yeah. postpone 9-11 when he was at the president of the Academy of Arts and Sciences. He was yes, in charge of right. postponing the Academy Awards, which is what's going on now. So we'll talk a little bit about that, too. Yeah, excellent. Bryce is always great. Bryce is great. Yeah. All right. So that's it. Why don't you help me? Oh, help me do my my typical ending. Oh, remember? I think so. It's adios. I know that part. Okay. So that's yeah. what we're going to do. Ready? <laughs> Three, two, one. Adios, Adios muchachos. Muchachos. Muchacho. <laughs> I misread <dry>. that. <laughs> no hablo en español.